Hello and welcome to episode 14 of season 3. Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. It's been quite a break, it's the first episode of our season 3 in the new year, but we had a very busy few months which included covid in the whole family but hopefully you are now uh, safely back on track and we hope you enjoyed alexandra's intermezzo in january today's story comes from nola a lockdown dinner as i look back now on what was a difficult journey of being banded together with extended family during lockdown in durban south africa i can only feel a slight sense of relief that we've come through some of the most difficult days i can't exactly remember the moment or the time but my husband and daughter were out doing a monthly grocery shop to prepare for our hibernation during lockdown to put this into perspective, we live in a two-bedroom apartment on the 10th floor with extremely noisy neighbours. No, I mean really, especially the one family at the end of the passage. They have a large family of young, energetic boys and the mum, well, I think she's overwhelmed by it all. I won't go into detail about what life is like living in the same space, but let's just say... As a chronically ill person, it can become quite overwhelming and overbearing. The joys of apartment living. Don't get me wrong, I love where I live. It's close by the promenade where I take short, leisurely strolls watching the waves roll up on the sandy shores, surface barreling waves and the local fishermen throwing their rods over the pier in the hope of the catch of the day. I can watch the sunrise over the ocean on a warm summer's day as I sit on my tiny balcony. I smell the ocean and hear the roar of the waves. It's calming, serene and beautiful. It's magic. But this beauty will not suffice under a strict level 5 lockdown pandemic with noisy neighbours. So, on the night of the 26th of April, my family and I made the no-brainer decision to live with family in a suburban neighborhood with a large garden, two dogs and freedom to have a backyard lockdown dinner. The time spent with extended family was fun-filled, cheerful at times, complicated and busy. We spent days talking, playing board games, baking and cooking exotic dishes, watching movies and catching up on the evening presidential address of the state of the nation during lockdown. As a chronically ill person who suffers with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia and leaky gut syndrome, this was a challenge for me. I'm so used to living a life of isolation, eating a restricted diet, little engagement, paced activity and chores. Needless to say, the move sounded great at the time, but was proving to be another challenge. It all became overwhelming for me, as I spent most of my days in a dark room with headphones to drown out the noise levels. After some activity, my body was racked with pain. 
so I frequently had to lie down with heat bags and rest a lot. Not everything was doom and gloom. I recount this beautiful day vividly and with fond memories, where my daughter decided upon having an extra special, extravagant lockdown dinner in the backyard. It wasn't a particularly good day for me health-wise, but I really needed something to lift my spirits. I smile as I think of that evening. It was warm and beautiful and memorable. We spent the whole afternoon carrying high-backed chairs, setting the table exquisitely with a crisp white tablecloth and a gold-colored runner draped over the glass table. The grass-woven mats set in their place, shiny silver cutlery with pearly white crockery, crystal glasses neatly arranged alongside stemmed wine goblets placed on the table. The table was looking gorgeous and elegant. A table fit for royalty, I think. It just needed a little something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Oh, yes, some plants. I look in the nearby shrubs and there I find it. It's a little vine creeper. Perfect. I string the creeper through, in and around the table settings. Voila! It's all come together. My daughter, Rachel, strings the fairy lights across some nearby poles and my brother-in-law, Floyd, gets the fire going in the wheelbarrow while hubby, Garth, and my sister-in-law, Chantelle, get the dinner going. I'm so excited. Everything coming together as planned. But wait. I hear a rumbling in the distance. The sky turns grey and dark. Fluffy, dense clouds gather. Garth checks the weather report. All seems clear for now. So we continue to set up and wait with bated breath. Everyone is excited. We are all dressed up in our Sunday best. I borrow a beautiful peach chiffon dressing with gold trimming from Chantelle and slip on my comfy leather sandals. I slap on some makeup and quickly put on silver hoop earrings. I smile. We are all ready for the much-awaited evening dinner. It's like an event of the year. It's a time to celebrate. An opportunity to give thanks for all that God has done for us. Chantelle shouting across the hallway. Everyone get ready and meet me in the backyard so we can take some photos to remember this night. I laugh. We all laugh. She's the official family photographer. Nothing happens without a snap or 2,000 when she's around. As we sit at the table, posing on a warm autumn evening, the golden sun setting and a rustling in the trees, I hear a thunderclap. The tiny rain flecks spitting on my cheeks and a couple more and then a few heavy drops. Everyone sighs. We try to convince each other that it's just a passing shower and everything will be fine, so we carry on in the hope that we can enjoy our evening in the backyard, but it was not to be. Oh, my heart! I think a little tear trickled down my face, mingling with the raindrops now heavily smacking down on my skin. Everyone scurries around, dashing and grabbing things like war is about to happen. 
We place everything neatly under the carport while the rain beats loudly on its roof. Shoo! I wiped my sweaty brow. I'm grateful we had somewhere to place everything and continue to celebrate our dinner. The fire is stirring, the flames lapping and flickering, lighting up the night sky. It's awesome. Our bodies warm up as we set our meal down and fill our glasses to drink up the beautifully crafted red grape non-alcohol wine. It's thick and rich, smooth and syrupy to the palate. The dinner table is set with samosas and spring rolls as starters. We have a scrumptious and delicious array of savory rice, a bright and colorful bowl of nourishing salad and yummy butter chicken curry and a special assortment of treats with coffee for dessert. Everything smells so divine. I can't wait to get stuck in. We snap a few more pics, as requested by you-know-who, and in the background, a playlist of soul-stirring and soothing music is played on the tiny jukebox. We raise our glasses, give thanks, and salut! All is well. We laugh and chatter way into the night. We take turns dancing near the wheelbarrow fire. It's been a great family night. An enjoyable experience. One I will never forget. And the lockdown woes suddenly pale into the distance. Thank you very much for this story, Nola. We thought it was a nice and positive start to the last part of 2020 stories. Reading this story led me to thinking about the concept of happiness. How do we refer to it? How do we define it? When and how do we feel that we have, if ever, attained it? Yeah, it's a concept that shows up a lot in songs, books, mobile apps. I even remember as a student reading a book on the philosophy of happiness and someone commenting that I think students have too much time in their life. I guess across time we have always tended to be preoccupied with the concept of happiness. There are so many words defining it. Do we refer to euphoria, to cheerfulness, to contentment, joy, or even maybe gratefulness? Over time, scientists try to measure happiness or to find ways to measure it. Psychology measures our brain reactions. I recently heard a psychologist on a quite-known podcast quantifying happiness in relationship with money. Yet this story to me speaks so much more than any quantification. It tells me about a way to attain happiness which may have become available to us only recently. There is this sociologist, his name is Zygmunt Bauman, and he came up with this concept of liquid modernity quite a few years ago. He referred to the modern times which were, until recently, characterized by intense geographical mobility and fragmentation of our communities. And he said that this, in turn, leads us to needing to be more self-sufficient, less reliant on community, less reliant on our geography, on our cultural values, and thus finding happiness on an individualistic, independent basis. And it occurred to me that in 2020, we quite brutally ceased to experience that geographical mobility. 
we stopped attending social gatherings where we were forced maybe to play a role and to maybe measure our happiness by means of comparison. And so the question becomes, does this mean that we were able to shed some of these societal stimuli which were maybe prohibiting us a certain enjoyment of a maybe less acceptable happiness? The happiness of our mundane the art of just being present in the moment. Yes, in the book on the, the nature of happiness, I've read the definition that agreed with me the most was the kind of overall content, being overall content with your life. But I always believed, and it probably came from my family a bit, that cherishing these small moments, which sometimes they are big, sometimes they are just very significant to us, but not for an outsider, is the best way to achieve it. Our recommendation for this episode is a film from 1987 called Babette's Feast. Yeah, we love this film and we thought it was very relevant. It just tells about things in life that you shouldn't attach yourself to and how to find your happiness in some moments that you make special. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We are definitely very happy to be back. And until next time. Until next time. This is it from us. If you like the podcast, please rate, review or subscribe. Get involved in the conversation each week on my Instagram account at stories.